Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Let's dive right into the Word of God. I do feel today and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has a word for somebody. I carry this word in my spirit and by the time we say our last amen, you're going to feel the release of the Holy Ghost in your life. Glad to have my mom and dad here today. Been with us a few days. Glad to see them. John, John chapter 2, verse 1, if you have your Bibles. John chapter 2, verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, and after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece, Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. Verse number 9, And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Everybody say, until now. I want to preach on that two-word subject today. Until now. I feel an until now move about to take place in this sanctuary. If you'll, if you'll preach with me just for a few moments of time. Would you lift your voices all over this congregation. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. And I ask of help that can only come from you. I ask for an unction. A, a, a holy anointing would rest upon my mind and upon my heart. Anoint my lips to speak what thus saith the Holy Ghost. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. You may be seated if you won't sit down. Brother Steve Fader, it's good to see you come into the house of the Lord today. In John chapter 2, we read about the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. 
Jesus, his mom, and his disciples have all been invited to a wedding. Suddenly, the wine runs out. When Jesus' mother discovers this social atrocity and she asks him for help, what Jesus would say next may have stunned his mother, but only just for a few seconds of time. For Jesus would respond like this, what have I to do with this? It's not my time yet. But Mary, being the discerning mother that she is, she knows she has to push her son out into the ministry he was destined to do. Without a word in reply to Jesus, she takes matters in her own hands and just like a mother can only do, she turns to the servants that are standing nearby and points at Jesus and says, do whatever he tells you to do. He didn't ask, she did not ask Jesus for permission. She just does what only a mother can do. Do I have any witnesses of some mothers that just have that motherly instinct and you speak things and things happen? Jesus gives the instructions to the servants to fill the jugs with water. The water at the sight of its creator blushes. One writer said, blushed and became wine. Someone brings the sample to the master of the feast and the host, according to scripture, is well pleased. Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine and we save the you know, the, the, the not so good or the poor quality until men have drank and, you know, they just get what's left over or get the worst. But the one who tasted the wine said these words, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. Now, pay close attention now. You've kept the good wine until now. Now, we all know the popular saying, we'll save the best for last. And if we're not careful as, as people of God, as individuals, we can live our entire lives thinking in that train of thought. Thinking that the blessing, the revival, the move of God, the miracle that you need, the answer to your prayer is always out there somewhere. It's coming one day. It's coming someday. It's just, it's going to happen, but it's way out there. Can I get a witness? But God does not just save the best for last. Sure, He can do whatever He wants to do because He's God. He can do anything. Somebody say anything. But I read last night, and I feel in my spirit so strong today, that the God that we serve, the God that we serve also has the ability to save the best for now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, not some distant far cry, not at the turn of a new year. But what about a God that says, I've saved the best 
until now. We need to be careful as a church that we're not living 10 years out there. One day, someday, we'll have a victory then. But what about a victory now? I've come to resurrect a now in your spirit. We can have revival now. We can have a life changed now. I can have my marriage restored now. I can see my family reunited. I can see addictions broken. I can see a breakthrough happen. Well, that got about 30% of y'all. I believe in this house this morning that there is a now trying to get resurrected in every heart. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's now. The enemy wants to distract us from believing. He wants to distract us from standing. He wants us to... Be distracted from trusting that right now is where victory begins. Right now, in this service, is where the rest of your life will launch from. Why? But you see, the great days are not behind this church. The great days are not behind you. God, and I know that you may debate me on this, but I, I, I know what I feel and know what I'm going to say, and it's going to click with some of you. God is not the God of the past. He's not sitting around waiting for someday to show you his power and greatness. Why? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wish someone under the sound of my voice this morning would say the word now, right now. There is power in that one word. You don't have to wait. God's best is not in your past. It's not even in your future. Now, I know that may be contradictory to you, but what about it's now? You've kept the good wine until now. Somebody say it again. Now. You see, if we could release our faith, we could believe that things can start now changing in my life. If I, if I could just release my faith to believe that right now something can change and something can shift and something can happen and a miracle can take place. Now. Lazarus had been dead a few days when Jesus finally showed up and Martha had a few choice words for him. If only you had been here. When my brother was alive, I know that you could have healed him. And Jesus looked at compassion with her and said these words. Thy brother will rise again. Martha was looking ahead to one day. I know that he will rise again, John eleven twenty four, 24, in the resurrection at the last day. John eleven twenty five. 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. But here's words that we don't always, always quote in, in John eleven twenty five 25, when he said to Martha, believest thou this? Believest thou this? On one hand, Martha had mountain-moving faith in the past. 
If you'd have just got here a few days earlier, I know what you could have done. But then you, 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 you see the other side of Martha. She's got mountain-moving faith. That he's going he's to be resurrected in the last day. She knew if Jesus had been there when Lazarus got sick, Jesus could have healed him. But she also had that faith in one day. She believed that Lazarus would rise from the dead at the last day. On the other hand, what Martha did not have, what she did not possess, was faith in the present. And I feel like that's where some of us are right now. We believe if it could have happened six months ago, things would be better. Or we believe there's a future day that one day it's going to turn around for me. And one day it's going to get better. But God's not challenging you. And God is not trying to get you to grapple with the past. Or to even look forward to a future. But what he is desiring in this Sunday morning is to understand that God... God is the God of the now. He's the God of the present. Whatever you're going through, he's the God of right now. For Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He proceeded to resurrect Lazarus right before Martha's eyes. What Jesus was saying is, now is the time. Now is the time. Because I've got to raise Lazarus up so when I, when I rise on that resurrection morn, they're going to believe. There's going to be no question of who I am. We need to decide when to quit saying, one day I'm going to live, on my, I'm going to live out my purpose. We need to quit saying, one day I'm going to get our marriage fixed. We need to quit saying one day I'm going to work through these problems or one day I'm going to take time for my family or one day I'm going to forgive or one day I'm going to get baptized in Jesus' name or one day I'm going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When are we going to wake up to the realization and stand flat-footed and say, now is my time. Now is my moment. I can't wait another day. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't re- Regret the days of yesterday. Right here, right now. Somebody say that right here, right now is all I have. That's where the power lies. That's why the enemy's trying to distract you from hearing the word this morning. That's why the enemy's trying to play with our minds and get us distracted, worrying about what happened yesterday, wondering what we're going to do tomorrow and all that we've got to do. And God's saying, the power lies in what we do with the now. With the now. The word now, you know what the word now spelled backwards is? One. Spell it backwards. W-O-N. What's that mean, devil? I've just come to remind some of you uh, that we've got to live knowing the battle's already won. 
Before you got up out of your bed this morning, put your church clothes on, got in your car and drove to church, the devil already knew it was going to be a bad day because I'm a child of the king. I've got royal blood flowing through my veins. And the battle that I'm fighting today, the battle that is raging right now, I've already won. Why? Because greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Well, I can't see it with my natural eyes. We walk by faith and not by sight. Well, I can't see nothing moving. I can't hear nothing shaking. We're not walking by what we can see or what we can hear today. I'm walking in what I know. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know all things work together for the good. I know I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging. There's just a few things I know. And when I operate in what I know, it gives me faith to walk in my now. You see, i got to praise God now. But I'll come back next Sunday and I'll get my praise on. I'll run the aisles next Sunday. What about now? I'll dance before the Lord next Sunday. Or I'll come in here on Wednesday. And I, no, no, what about now? We praise God now, not when, we, not when we change our circumstances, or not when our circumstances change. We trust God now, not when we understand how it's going to work out. Not when we understand when God's going to move, or when God's going to speak. We start operating in the now. We must decide to believe God not when the manifestations come. That's where faith is. The Bible puts it like this. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The, net, the definition of faith is not someday. Faith is. It's now. Somebody say now. You may not remember nothing else I say today, but you're going to remember that word now. The greatest gift the world has ever been given was the Lord Jesus Christ. But the next greatest gift is now. It's now. Today, why, why today? Because we're not promised tomorrow. Young people, I know you got your life in front of you. Man, everything's going smooth. And man, whoo, we, we got the tiger by the tail. We just live in life to us. But, but I'm not promised tomorrow. I, I, I'm not promised. I blinked and it's 40, I'm 48 years old. And you're going to blink and you're going to be 21. And you're going to blink and you're going to be married. And you're going to blink and you're going to have kids. And I'm going to blink and Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm going to have grandkids. Now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're not promised another month. You do have the incredible gift of right now. I, I heard this illustration and I want to bring it home. If you remember, Jesus was crucified between two thieves. And I heard it say, He was crucified between yesterday and someday. And some of you are being crucified every week of your life. Between yesterday and someday. And those two thieves are trying to steal your joy. They're trying to steal your peace. 
They're trying to steal your contentment. They're trying to steal, kill, and destroy you. And if you're not careful in how you live and what you think, you'll crucify today between those two thieves. But I've just come boldly, as only I can do as your pastor, to just bluntly tell you, yesterday is over. I don't care how many times you rewind the clock. You're never going back to Saturday and replaying or redoing that day. It's done. It's in the past. You will never get it back. But if you allow it, oh, that thief will steal the joy of your today by getting you to live a life of shame, a life of pain, and, e and here's the trap of many of us. If we're not careful, we let the, the thief of yesterday cause the success of yesterday to trap us. And we relish in how good we were yesterday. What we accomplished yesterday. And we rejoice in what, what has happened. But oh... What happened yesterday, I can't ever do again. But if I'm not careful, it'll rob me of my potential of today. Brother Weaver, I'm glad for what we did yesterday. I'm, gl I'm glad for what we did last Sunday. But I will not relish in the moment to the place uh, that it shackles me to yesterday uh, and keep me from believing uh, that now God's getting ready to do even greater things uh, inside of us and in this church. Uh, I wish you'd clap your hands right now. You'll get stuck living back there instead of living right here. Quit talking about one day or someday. If the thief of yesterday fails in stealing your joy, the thief of someday will try to take it. If you fixate on your future too much, I'm not saying be so radical you don't think about the future, but sometimes we can get so fixated on the future that we're not even living in the present. We're not even living in the now. We, we've got our five and ten year plans, and I hope you do. But don't get so fixated on them that you don't live in the now. And we miss what God's trying to do in your now. You see, what happens is we fail to realize the power of the now. Deuteronomy 33.25, As your days, so shall your strength be. In other words, God gives us enough grace to handle whatever day we are in. If you let your mind wander over into someday, worrying about the fear of the unknown. God, God doesn't give you... When, when I begin to study this and I look through commentaries and I, and I look at different authors who, who views this subject, God doesn't have grace for you in that space. You're over here wandering around in someday. Well, you may never get to someday. God operates in, in the now. If you let your mind wander over into yesterday and allow yourself to get stuck because of what happened to you or, or what did not happen to you, God, God doesn't have grace for you there either. God's grace operates in the here and the now. If He needed to be where He, if he needed to be where you think He should have been yesterday, He would have been there. 
If there's a place someday you think he needs to be, he'll be there. But right now, God's operating in the here and the now. Why? Because God isn't in your yesterday and God isn't in your tomorrow. He's here. Please understand what I'm saying in the, in the Holy Ghost today. We can get, so, is God already, God's omnipresent. He's everywhere. But understand, we can get so filled with pressure about tomorrow. And God said, I'm here. Here I am. I'm right here. Right now. I'm longing a, a relationship with you now. I'm here. Right here. Not tomorrow. Let tomorrow take care of itself. When we start looking at things, and we look at it, God, God can't go anywhere. He's already there. God can't go anywhere. He's already there. If you want to live in peace, if you want to stay out of depression, if you want to keep away from worry and anxiety and high blood pressure, start living today. Today. I listened last night about 11 o'clock. I started listening to, to an old group many of you may know. Call them Magruders. I just started living. Found me a brand new life. Changed my direction. And he took away all my strife. I'm a newborn believer. With a holy infilling. And some of y'all probably can fill in the blanks. But it basically is a song that says, I just started living. I just started living in the now. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. But now. What would happen in this place if every one of us in this room would start living now? Now. Now, I want this to, to get home more than just a sermon. The psalmist David penned these words in Psalms 118. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I refuse one more day to let the, let the thief of yesterday and tomorrow steal my joy today. I'm going to enjoy this day. If this is the last day of my life, I'm going to take my last breath with a hand clap in my hands, a dance in my feet, a shout in my spirit. I've just decided I'm going to know the day the Lord has made is one I can rejoice and be glad in it. Turn to your neighbor and say, be glad in it. Come on, Cruz. Be glad in it. Be glad in it. Your treasure is today. Yesterday is a cash check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. But today is cash in hand. Your miracle, your healing, your peace, your opportunity, your joy, all are one word away. Now. 
now. Well, what if it don't happen? What if it does? We've got so pessimistic in believing God can still do miracles. He's just waiting on a group of people that would say, I believe he can do a miracle now. I've got to learn, we've got to learn to enjoy the now. I've got to learn to live in the now. I've got to learn to be obedient now. I've got to learn to say yes to what God is calling you to do now. Brother Cordova, I've learned this. When I focus on the now, I realize my greatest influence is now. Well, I'll wait 10 years before I start mentoring young people. No. God's trying to get your attention to start mentoring somebody now. I'll wait five years down the road and I'll get it all. No, 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 no. Start walking in your now and God's going to cross you with other people that you're going to begin to draw from and pour into. It's now somebody needs to hear your story. It's now somebody needs to hear your testimony. It's now that God needs to raise you up to believe He can use you now I'm coming to a quick close I sing this last night and I'm just like oh my goodness this, this describes some of us brother Jeff in Matthew chapter 14 the disciples find themselves in a boat the waves get restless they fight to control that, that vessel and as it's tossed on waves and pressed upon by the mighty winds. Out of nowhere, Jesus shows up walking on the water. But the disciples, they don't recognize him. They think they see a ghost and they cry out in fear. Why are they afraid? And here it is. You ready for this? Why the disciples are afraid. At the command of Jesus, he sent them into the boat. The reason that they are afraid is because they aren't expecting Jesus. They're expecting an evil spirit. It's sad when I read scriptures like this and the first thing out of their mouth was, it's a ghost. And it wasn't a Holy Ghost. The disciples were waiting for the devil to show up because the storm was so bad. Why is it every time we get in the storm, we automatically think the devil is present? Do we, do we usually expect bad things to happen? Would this describe some of our, our realm of living right now? Do you expect Jesus to show up in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your diagnosis, in the middle of your need? The power in now is that you expect God to work in your life now. Not someday. Not next year. But when we release our faith to believe that God can do it now, we step into a realm of living 
we step into a realm of faith. The enemy's not ready for you to step into, but we don't care what the enemy is ready for. I'm stepping into a realm of faith now that says, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting in your unseen hand. I'm trusting in what I can't comprehend and what I can't understand. Your grace is in the now. Your mercy is in the here and now. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 43, 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now. Now. It shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Notice. Now it shall spring forth. I believe some of you in just a few moments are going to step to this altar. You're going to walk to this front. You're going to put your feet in a firm place. And you're going to say, God, now I'm asking you to help me. God wants to burst some things inside of you this morning. It's time for some of you to smile. Oh, that's so strange. It's time for you to smile. It's time to lift up your head. It's time to say, you know what? By the strength and the help of God, I can do this. My greatest days are not behind me. They're not necessarily ahead of me. But my greatest day is now. I'm going to smile. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to worship. I refuse to stay miserable one more day. I'm starting all over again. See, some of you right now are plagued with failure. You're plagued with failure. You've tried and you've fallen, and you've tried and you've fallen, and you've tried and you've fallen. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why you, you try and fail. I've learned this because I've lived it. We frustrate our own ability. We frustrate our own selves because too many times we try to live for God a week at a time. We frustrate ourselves. I don't know if I can do this for a whole week. Or we try to live for God a month at a time. But Brother Chris, the key to victory the key to being victorious. Now. 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 When I put the boots on, I walk out of my house. I'm not living for tomorrow. I'm living for the now. If I can just make it through the, sometimes it's making it by the hour. If I can just make it from 8 to 9. If I can make it from 9 to 10. If I can make it from 11 to 12. Brother Jeff, if I can make it from 12 to 12.05. It's the now. I don't frustrate my own self. And I don't frustrate my mind. And I don't frustrate my ability. Because in us is no good thing. In us is. That's why we need God. That's why we need His presence. Some of you are battling addictions. You're battling mental crises. You're battling things of your past. And I just don't know if I can let that go. Oh, yeah. You, I don't know if I can win the battle. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you how. 
It's in the here and it's in the now. That's why Jesus said in His Word, today is the day of salvation. Today. It didn't say tomorrow. It didn't say yesterday. And it didn't say someday. But today is the day of salvation. There will never be a better or greater time to give your best. To give your all. To pour your life out on Him. Than right now. Solomon gave some of the wisest words he quite possibly ever penned in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4. For to him that is joined to all the living there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. You've come to a place today that's alive. For to him that is joined to all the living. If you're, how many is breathing today? Raise your hand. Those of you that ain't breathing, raise your hand. If you're joined to the living, there's hope. You're hearing the words of my mouth, there's hope. It's interesting when I read this. As powerful as a lion is, if he is dead, it's nothing more than a lost opportunity. For him, it's over. For him, the king of the jungle, his days are over. I don't care how loud he could roar or how many antelope that he has chased down and how many prey that he would have marked off of his list, that he's captured and destroyed, and they become his prey. As great as we would want to become, a lion, a dead lion, is of no use. I'd rather be a living dog. As small as a dog as I may be, if I'm breathing, if I'm kicking, if I'm growling, I don't care if I don't have a tooth in my head as long as I've got life in me. I may have a funny little hairdo like my little dog y'all used to make fun of. Brother Chris, no name. Little Max, his teeth just so decrepit. They just horrible. He was probably the ugliest dog we ever had, but I loved him. I'd have rather been Max than a dead lion. Because as long as I've got blood flowing through my body and oxygen is in my system and I'm breathing and I'm living, I still have a chance. I still woke up this morning and I come to a fresh realization. I've got new mercy waiting on me. I've got a new opportunity awaiting me today. Today! I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you walked into this place and you feel like a dead lion. But you're not. You feel like the chances that you've taken and you've splundered, you just, 
Will God ever will God ever trust me again? Will God ever believe in me again? Yeah, oh yeah. This is your day. Will I ever sing? Will I ever preach? Will I ever minister? Will I ever have a place? Will I ever be happy? Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you say that? Do you got breath in your body? Is it is life flowing through you? Because if life's flowing through you, the Bible says there is hope. I don't care what anybody else has told you. I don't care what lies hell has put in your brain. And you have believed those lies for so many years. If you want to be free to live in your now, I want you to stand all over this house. If you want to be free from yesterday, the prison of yesterday. If you want to be free from living in someday. If you want to start living in the power of your now. I wish you would just start rejoicing where you are. And start walking down that aisle. Why don't you set your heart and your affections on things above for just a few moments. Why don't you lift those hands as you come to an altar and say, God. I'm ready to start living my life today. My greatest influence. My greatest impact is what I do today. My influence on others, my influence on my kids, my influence on my grandkids begins today. My influence. My reach, some of your reaches. God's got a reach for you. The God reach can only start truly being experienced when I live in the now. Who am I touching now? Who am I affecting now? They're going to begin to sing and you're going to begin to pray. I'm asking all distractions. a very serious moment in this house because somebody's life and somebody's eternities are laying in the balance it's been a long year but it's because of this year God's taught you some things son God would love to tell you today in the Holy Ghost if you'll trust him with your now got everything else handled for you if you'll surrender wholeheartedly now you're going to walk out of this sanctuary with a different outlook on life the darkness is moving